Joining us for a further analysis on what's playing itself out on the market scene is Patrice Rousseau from Ashburton Investments. Uh, Patrice, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, Nolu, and to your viewers. Wonderful, Patrice. Uh, red screens all around. Are we having a red October? Yeah, red there, unfortunately. Why are we wearing green? But um, <laughs> it's really the tone being set from, from the U.S. and and the rest of the world. I mean, we have the drums of war, which are beating in the Middle East, the drums of war still beating um, between Russia and Ukraine. Um, and, and maybe quite counterintuitively, you, you, you still have the oil price going up and then concerns that interest rates will keep climbing. Um, although we got some respite from the um, speech yesterday of Jerome Powell, but um, headlines, you know, Everyone is bracing for higher rates, whether it's from uh, the governor of the Reserve Bank or from from Fed Chair Powell, um, and the impact on consumer wallets, really, uh, and and consumer confidence. Not all these. This is it's a really a Molotov cocktail of bad news, which is weighing down on sentiment and and the market. And you say Red October. I mean, we know October um, tends to be a difficult month for markets anyway. I'm actually glad you mentioned the issue of consumer confidence because I'd like us to speak about, I think, the big news of the day. Certainly, Tiger Brands and the stepping down of Noel Doyle as CEO after he spent uh, quite a bit of time there. Let's just talk about this business. They've also guided, uh, you know, to a fall in earnings. Um, it is a very difficult market that we're seeing here. Every CEO has reiterated this. Tiger Brands products are traditionally known to be of a premium range, Patrice. So I'm just wondering if, uh, you know, there's anything that a CEO could possibly do uh, you know, to hedge them against this macroeconomic environment. Yes, Tiger Brands, as you say, has been um, uh, over time the premium uh, manufacturer of consumer uh, products. I mean, the, your, your viewers would know um, your Kube beans, your Ogle tomato sauce, your, your Albany bread. But unfortunately, all these um, premium brands or leading brands have been attacked by mainly by the supermarket owned brands which have been able to produce relatively good quality at much lower prices that's one and even in the space where um tiger brands was leading whether it's it's in in um, baked beans or tomato sauce i think the the number two and number three brands have caught up in terms of quality so it's been difficult for this company to justify a premium on their products, but at the same time, there's the con the context of a consumer in South Africa who's under pressure and is looking for better deals for their money. So you might not um, change your diet. I mean, you still need to to eat bread and and and, and make sandwiches, but you might go for a cheaper mm. own brand or supermarket brand than the premium Albany brand, for instance. What is also interesting that we are seeing at Tiger Brands is, of course, uh, then the entrance of Chad Kruger as a CEO. Of course, he's not a stranger to the FMCG space, but he's also signed a 26-month contract. I'm not sure what to make of that, Patrice. It's not something we hear of often. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. one uh, it's a good point in terms of um, Noldal uh, stepping down and having an interim CEO for basically just over a year. Um, I'm not sure whether it's a knee-jerk reaction to the fact that Noel maybe resigned unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. So it's you're 100% right. Um, 
Um, that doesn't mean that maybe the board might decide to make um, uh, Mr. Kruger's appointment permanent. We don't know, but it's quite unusual. For me, that would suggest mm. that that resignation from the CEO was not planned mm. and, and they had to make a quick, um, a, a quick decision to appoint someone to fill in the seat. We'll be watching that one very closely. Keen to actually get your thoughts on Renogen. This week, uh, there was a bit of an issue there, right? Uh, an, an investor went and tweeted uh, something uh, really questioning the model and the information that uh, the executives were giving uh, to stakeholders. And that's kind of turned into a nightmare. I think the share price uh, has fallen quite a bit this week, uh, over 20%. Let's talk about that, uh, you know, uh, and the handling of the situation from Renogen, Patrice. But if there are indeed questions about the technical information that is out there about Renogen, yeah, I, I think it's one, it's, it's not one we invested in, but it's one which has been the darling stock from many um, retail investors. I think there's one where um, um, there's been the big, uh, the big hydrogen story has been bought by, by many retail investors. And I think that that type of news flow has, has led to a few to wobble. And also there's an accusation in terms of, of management selling down their shares, which um, through a structure which was then denied. I think, again, in a market which is quite skittish uh, with, a, with a company which is uh, looking to, to, do, to deliver growth in the future, any news like this would be taken quite badly. And, and, and obviously where you have a large uh, retail um, shareholding, you'll find people might panic on the back of that. It's hard, I have to say, it's hard for me to know exactly, you know, how much truth there is to the to these details. But unfortunately, you know, when when you have um, a little bit of smoke like this, that tends to be people assume the worst and they rather get out than than to sit there and be surprised negatively. Well, producer, I'm keen to get your stock pick in just a bit, but first I'd like us to reflect on counters that have found favour with your industry peers. Sylvania Stillwater, I think, although there's some uh, concerns around uh, loss of jobs, uh, I think the business is still fundamentally sound. Unfortunately, uh, mineral, minerals and mining businesses are subject to price movements outside their control. Yeah. But I think the business is fundamentally sound. They're well diverse. Uh, the assets they own are meaningful and have got a decent life of mine. So I think they're very good stock if you're looking for diversification in minerals and mine. Taking money offshore, uh, which is surprising at 19 rand and 5 cents, where we're trading against the dollar today. Uh, but um, I'm trying to sort of continue, I suppose, play a theme that I think has got legs even in an uncertain macro environment. And I don't think, you know, in a company where I don't think the valuation is too, is too stretched. Um, so the company I'm picking is uh, Meta, formerly Facebook. Um, I do think that, um, you know, it looks pretty attractive. Yes, the vast majority of their income is generated through advertising, and that is going to be cyclically affected to an economic slowdown. So I understand that. But if I were to just have a look at the optionality they have on the rest of their business with AI, with uh, the metaverse, although that's somewhat underwhelming, um, I think, uh, you know, looking forward, it's trading at relatively cheap multiples, Balance sheet is strong, etc. So uh, I think it's a it's, it's a good bet. Team, I'm also putting money offshore, but buying process. So the offshore asset that I own is ten cents. Ten cents earnings uh, results, Q3 results will be out mid November. We're expecting good results. We're expecting revenue to be growing 
sort of low double digits, 10, 11%. Uh, operating profits will be up in the 20s, 20, 24%, somewhere around there. And I think for a company that's got that kind of growth, um, we're expecting good growth in the ad revenue. We're expecting they've had some great um, recent game releases, so there should be some support there as well. A company that's growing at 20% a year, I mean, you know, the the, the share price really doesn't reflect reflect that. Um, so we think it, it shows value. I mean, it's it's not going to go up straight away if if you know if we if the war escalates or if interest rates go up. But um, from a from a business point of view, Tencent is growing, and uh, if you hold it, uh, you should do well in the longer term. All right, Patrice, keen to get your thoughts on some of those accounters. We have Sibanya Stillwater, Meta, and Tencent or Process, if you will. Yeah, Sibanya Stillwater really has been impacted by the decline in the. PGM price basket, I think that's down 36% uh, year to date. Um, Sibanyes um, really still, in terms of CapEx, is is got quite a lot uh, down the line. It, it is investing to ensure that still water hits um, its production targets and improve efficiencies. Um, also, um, you will recall that at Rustenburg, it's got the toll agreement with Amplats, which is expiring um, in two years' time, so basically it will have to invest for processing infrastructure. So, so that for me is is more a function of the the the, the price basket uh, basket uh, coming down. But we think we think that's close to the bottom, and there's upside there. That's on on Sibanya. On, on, on Meta, I think it's an interesting one. Meta share price we feel has run very hard. It's up 140 percent this year. Um, the, it, it was really trading at a very attractive level. Um, now, uh, closer to the peer group at, at, at the 18, 19 PE. It is cutting jobs. I think the latest announcements, um, um, I think there's been over one year, over 21,000 jobs cut. But I think it's it's probably fair value at this point in time. And, and the last one, uh, process we, we definitely like. Um, a lot of action recently, despite the resignation of Bob Van Dyke, the CEO, uh, which was also with immediate effect. They removed the cross-holding structure between Process and Aspers. They they undertaking quite a quite a massive program of buyback. So so I think there's upside there, but there's some negative Chinese sentiment risk. I think you mentioned in your intro earlier. I think even there, I think we're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel in terms of the Chinese economy. Opportunities keen to get your counter for today. Which stock are you going with? Yeah, the counter I take for today, my surprise, quite a few, is pick and pay. It's okay. down almost 60% year to date. Sure. At a 12 billion market cap, it trades at less than 10% of ShopRite's market cap. They have a new CEO, Sean Summers, on board. He used to be the CEO of the group and then um, left like um, almost two decades ago. Um, a lot of work on his hand. Um, he's reviewing the strategy. I know markets probably feeling that um, he's got a lot in his hands, but for those who are patient, I think it's a deep value opportunity from a from a fallen giant. Oh, Patrice, thank you so much uh, for joining us today and enjoy that semi-final tomorrow. That was your midday markets update with Patrice Rousseau from Ashbrook Investments.